could not tell me what became of Christine or the Viscount. When I mentioned the ghost, he only laughed. He, too, had been told of the curious manifestations that seemed to point to the existence of an abnormal being, residing in one of the most mysterious corners of the opera, and he knew the story of the envelope, but he had never seen anything in it worthy of his attention as magistrate in charge of the Chagny case, and it was as much as he had done to listen to the evidence of a witness who appeared of his own accord and declared that he had often met the ghost. This witness was none other than the man whom all Paris called the Persian, and who was well known to every subscriber to the opera. The magistrate took him for a visionary. I was immensely interested by this story of the Persian. I wanted, if there was still time, to find this valuable and eccentric witness. My luck began to improve, and I discovered him in his little flat in the Rue de Rivoli, where he had lived ever since and where he died five months after my visit. I was at first inclined to be suspicious, but when the Persian had told me with childlike candor all that he knew about the ghost and had handed me the proofs of the ghost's existence, including the strange correspondence of Christine Daae, to do as I pleased with, I was no longer able to doubt. No, the ghost was not a myth. I have, I know, been told that this correspondence may have been forged from first to last by a man whose imagination had certainly been fed on the most seductive tales. But fortunately I discovered some of Christine's writing outside the famous bundle of letters, and, on a comparison between the two, all my doubts were removed. I also went into the past history of the Persian and found that he was an upright man, incapable of inventing a story that might have defeated the ends of justice. This, moreover, was the opinion of the more serious people who, at one time or another, were mixed up in the Chagny case, who were friends of the Chagny family, to whom I showed all my documents and set forth all my inferences. In this connection I should like to print a few lines which I received from General D. Sir, I cannot urge you too strongly to publish the results of your inquiry. I remember perfectly that a few weeks before the disappearance of that great singer Christine Daae and the tragedy which threw the whole of the Faubourg Saint-Germain into mourning, there was a great deal of talk in the foyer of the ballet on the subject of the ghost, and I believe that it only ceased to be discussed in consequence of the later affair that excited us all so greatly. But if it be possible, as after hearing you I believe, to explain the tragedy through the ghost, then I beg you, sir, to talk to us about the ghost again. Mysterious though the ghost may at first appear, he will always be more easily explained than the dismal story in which malevolent people have tried to picture two brothers killing each other who had worshipped each other all their lives. Believe me, etc. Lastly, with my bundle of papers in hand, I once more went over the ghost's vast domain, the huge building which he had made his kingdom. All that my eyes saw, all that my mind perceived— corroborated the Persian's documents precisely, and a wonderful discovery crowned my labors in a very definite fashion. It will be remembered that later, when digging in the substructure of the opera, before burying the phonographic records of the artist's voice, the workman laid bare a corpse. Well, I was at once able to prove that this corpse was that of the opera ghost. I made the acting manager put this proof to the test with his own hand and it is now a matter of supreme indifference to me if the papers pretend that the body was that of a victim of the Commune. The wretches who were massacred under the Commune in the cellars of the opera were not buried on this side. I will tell where their skeletons can be found in a spot not very far from that immense crypt which was stocked during the siege with all sorts of provisions. 
I came upon this track just when I was looking for the remains of the opera ghost, which I should never have discovered but for the unheard-of chance described above. But we will return to the corpse and what ought to be done with it. For the present I must conclude this very necessary introduction by thanking Monsieur Mifois, who was the commissary of police called in for the first investigations after the disappearance of Christine Daae, Monsieur Rémy, the late secretary, Monsieur Mercier, the late acting manager, Monsieur Gabriel, the late chorus master, and more particularly Madame la Baronne de Castelot Barbezac, who was once the little Meg of the story, and who is not ashamed of it, the most charming star of our admirable corps de ballet, the eldest daughter of the worthy Madame Giry, now deceased, who had charge of the ghost's private box. All these were of the greatest assistance to me, and thanks to them I shall be able to reproduce those hours of sheer love and terror in their smallest details before the reader's eyes. And I should be ungrateful indeed if I omitted, while standing on the threshold of this dreadful...